and welcome back to NFL Podcast Live with Patrick McCabe as your host today. Connor Taylor's out on on whatever he's doing, so it's going to be me and Manny today. Manny, how are you doing today after a pretty eventful uh, Sunday Sunday football? I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah, like you said, there was a lot of good games on yesterday. I was very pleased with uh, the amount of close games. There were a few upsets, too. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of good games. I'm excited, especially excited for tonight. Um, get to watch my Steelers play tonight. So, yeah, overall, good, good weekend. Yeah, definitely. Steelers played tonight. Eagles played yesterday for me. Uh, there was a lot of good games yesterday. I mean, we can start with the Titans and Rams. What did you really, What did you think of that game? Because that's a huge, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a huge game for playoff implications for both teams. I mean, the Titans are flying extremely high, even with, you know, the loss of Derrick Henry, who's arguably the identity of the Titans. You lose him for the season. Yes, you, you know, you sign Adrian Peterson, but I mean, nobody's going to be able to replicate what Derrick Henry could produce and the imposing figure that he is. So what do you think the Titans did well in that game in order to win? And what do you think the Rams maybe just didn't do, even with the addition of Vaughn Miller to that already vaunted defense? Yeah, I think, well, the first part on the Titans side, I think, um, I think this is the first game that we've really seen like their defense be really dominant. Um, I, uh, except against like the Chiefs, but the Chiefs aren't really the greatest team right now. So like showing out against the Rams and sacking Matthew Stafford, I think was like five times, three times for Jeffrey Simmons um, was, was huge for them because their defense hasn't really had a game like this where they've been really dominant and been able to shut out a team like the Rams who everybody probably has as their pick for, for the Super Bowl now that they have Vaughn Miller. So that was that's on the Titans side. And for the Rams side, I think this is really their first kind of ugly, just bad, at least for Matt Stafford, it was his first kind of bad game for them. Um, the only other time that they lost was against the Cardinals, but this was like their first game where Matt Stafford just didn't really seem like he was in complete control. Um, he was, like I said, sacked like about five times. He got intercepted twice. That one near the near his own goal line was just bad. Um, kind of similar to the one Carson went through last week, but Again, like it was just a bad mistake. You can't make that throw there. Just take the safety. Probably it wasn't even going to be a safety. The the commentators were saying, but yeah, from the Rams side, it's just a bad game. Hopefully, it won't happen again. You going forward, you hope like this is just one bad game that he's gonna have. But again, it wasn't that like a blowout or anything. So it's just an ugly game. You're just gonna get over it and just move forward. They have the Cardinals, I think, again next week. So would you say that? you know, the Rams are still potentially Super Bowl contenders because Vaughn Miller didn't play this week. So we didn't exactly see the full impact of his trade, you know, come to life yet. Do you think next week against the Cardinals is potentially, you know, a decider for who ends up winning, you know, that NFC West? Because the 49ers just don't look like that team that they went that went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And the Seahawks, I mean, yeah, when you don't have Russell Wilson, who's arguably – you know, one of the best dual threat quarterbacks of all time. Do you think next week is the decider for who ends up winning the NFC, the NFC West? And do you think Von Miller is going to play an impact in that? Yeah, um, for sure. I think if Von Miller will, he'll probably play, but I think once he does play, I think it'll be interesting to see how that defense kind of meshes. How do they kind of scheme like the pass rushing moves with Aaron Donald and Von Miller, how they get them both to like, pressure the quarterback as much as possible I think that'll be something to watch and um, against the Cardinals too we just saw them um, completely dominate the 49ers who had mostly all their players and the Cardinals were missing like two or three of their best so um, a surprising win for the Cardinals and I think going against the Rams now um, hopefully you'll have Hopkins and Kyler Murray back to their full potential um, last time we saw that the Cardinals defense played exceptionally well against the um against the Rams but now they don't have JJ Watt obviously and their defense kind of has uh, at least this week their defense kind of like stood up to the challenge against the 49ers so I think they should ride that momentum into the next game and the Rams kind of have to have a big game um like you mentioned because it is gonna I in my opinion I'll agree with you that um I think this game will probably decide the NFC NFC uh West because I don't see many other teams probably beating um the, the Cardinals or the Rams. So I think this is the, the biggest game so as so far for either team. 
So, and I think it's in Arizona this time around. So that'll play, that'll definitely play a part into it. And if Kyler and Hopkins can come back, I think they'll be major, be a major like turning point in that game to see who decides it. I think that's going to be a very interesting game next week. I mean, if you have potentially Vaughn Miller, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, whoever else on that Rams defense versus, you know, arguably the most, you know, just top to bottom, you know, complete offense with, you know, I think Kyler and DeAndre will be back next week. Then you add, you still add in Christian Kirk, who had a great game yesterday. James Conner went off, absolutely killed that 49ers defense. He played fantastic. So I think next week's game, I mean, that's going to be one of the best games I think of next weekend. But we can move on to my team, the Eagles. Uh, Honestly, I was kind of shocked to see them. You know, there was a lot of there was a lot of things to take as positives from that game. I think for one, Devontae Smith, purest wide receiver I've seen in so long. And that's something that the Eagles have desperately needed. Oh, God, probably since I mean, you could say Deshaun Jackson, but really you could say T.O. is probably the last like pure, like just top to bottom. All of his skills are perfect. Devontae Smith had a great game. I think he's on pace for well over a thousand yards. So he's, I mean, that was a huge thing to see him playing well as well. Uh, Jalen Rager is still playing well. I mean, he's having his struggles right now, but I still think he's a great, I still think he's a great wide receiver. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I mean, again, that man is just polarizing. I felt like he had, there was a lot of passes in that game that were just beauties, like absolutely purely thrown great passes. And I think one went to Devontae Smith. There was one, it was just absolutely perfect, right on the money. Um, But again, he's still going to have his struggles. He's still working through all the kinks. And that Eagles offense and defense you know, is not the greatest in the world. Again, we know that. We've known that for years now. The Eagles have to invest in that defense even more and actually find players that, you know, are going to be going to be able to contribute because they've hit on players. I mean, Devontae Smith's playing well. Jalen Rager is, you know, he's a good talent. I think he just needs more time to develop in the right scheme. And I think Landon Dickerson as well, the center from Alabama that we drafted two years ago, played fantastic. Absolutely great he'll probably be a replacement. So they have started to hit on players, which is good. But at the same time, that, you know, inept drafting that the Eagles had for so long when, you know, they just could not draft anybody good. And all their players were, you know, unfortunately, they were busts. Uh, That's the only thing hurting the Eagles right now. I think, you know, this season, again, what happens in the draft is going to be, you know, the next five, 10 years of the Eagles franchise. But going back to the game, the Chargers run defense is absolutely porous, look like complete Swiss cheese at times. And that further proves that the Chargers either need to make something happen, uh, whether that's bringing in a free agent or, you know, finding something in the draft. But for right now, they cannot change that run defense because the trade deadline's already passed. So I think that the Chargers are going to struggle in that AFC West for the rest of the season. I think, you know, the Raiders right now are complete – you know, I don't want to say it, but it's a complete circus down there. I mean, they just cut another one of their first, the other first rounder from last yeah. year's draft. Um, it's just, I honestly like the, Ra- the not the Rams, the Raiders franchise is just a circus, complete circus at this point. So I don't think they're going to be able to treat, achieve anything anytime soon, to be completely honest. Uh, I think, you know, you could say the Broncos as well. Broncos Broncos had a great game. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but they played extremely well against the Cowboys. And then you look at the Chiefs as well, and they're just, again, we know how bad the Chiefs have been playing. We don't know what's going to happen with them. So the Chargers still could end up being the number one seed, which is completely shocking and doesn't make any sense at all. That's just how the AFC West is at this point. So I think the Chargers, you know, in the end, they did outplay the Eagles. Or the, the the defense for the Eagles did not look as well as they have done in previous games. Uh, but I still think the Eagles defense, they played good at times. It's just you have to, you know, invest in good players come, you know, this in this year's draft. There's a lot of good defensive players 
not so much offense really, but there, I mean, there's a ton of defensive players that are going to be, you know, potential game changers for any franchise, hopefully the Eagles. So I think we'll see what happens, but right now I think the Eagles and the Chargers can't change exactly what they're going to do, but they have to be able for the Eagles, especially they have to be able to adapt to that, that defensive personnel because that scheme again, you know, as an Eagles fan, it absolutely hurts because that defense looks, you know, downright awful at times and just completely inept. So, you know, we'll see what happens for the rest of the season. But again, the Chargers win. Eagles probably should have won that game, in my opinion. I think they had the better effort and they had, I think they just made the most of their chances. But in the end, I think that the, you know, the Chargers were just able to eke out just a little bit more of their opportunities and that ultimately you know, ended up winning them that game. What did you take away from that game? And do you think, you know, along the same lines of what I'm saying, like the Eagles, what do you think about the Eagles' future and the Chargers' future, I guess, for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. You touched on, um, like, a couple points there that, that are very interesting just going forward. I think, again, I kind of have that same sentiment you did. I think the Eagles probably should have – well, they definitely played better. And I think they um, – I think they definitely deserve to win that game. Jalen Hurts played very good. I think there was a couple of times where he, the when he like made the right choice. There's a couple of times when like quarterbacks that can run aren't really sure if they should run or throw the ball, and then they just end up making mistakes. But every time he decided to run it, it was a positive play. And it ended up being the right choice. He made a great throws to Devontae Smith, and again, like you said, Devontae Smith, I really liked him coming out of Alabama, and I think he just he is what you guys needed and what Jalen Hurts needed to to make that improvement that he has this year. Um, again, for the Eagles, they they sit right now second in that division. So it's not the best of divisions, uh, of course, but the Cowboys have that under wraps. But I think them and I think the Giants are obviously the next two best teams in that division. And they you guys play them in like a week or two. So I think I'm really looking forward to that matchup. But in terms of the draft, I think um, we've touched on it a couple of times on um, this podcast that the Eagles have a good amount of first round picks. It just just in the top 15, they have a good amount of picks that they could definitely do a lot of stuff with. Um, I think defensively, like you said, they definitely need to emphasize that side of the ball. Um, probably investing in so one or two probably linebackers because that defensive line is, is very well. I think that's the best part of your defense. The secondary is decent. You got Steven Nelson and um, Darius Slay, who are very good um, corners. So... <laughs> Um, but I think it's just those linebackers. Um, honestly, I couldn't name. Oh, you got B or TJ Edwards, who's pretty solid. But other than that, it's just I don't. I can't name any other one of your um, linebackers. So I think investing in the defensive side of the ball um, would be the best thing for the Eagles going forward. And now for the Chargers, um, I think that a not just the AFC West, but the entirety of the AFC is just completely wide open. Like going into this into this week, everybody had the Bills as being the best team in this division and now now they just lost to the Jaguars so um there's a bunch of teams that are five and three five and four or there's one team that I think one or no two teams that have six and seven wins that being the Titans and the Ravens so and that the whole AFC is wide open um the Patriots um also are like five and four now that the Bills lost they're really close and I'm not gonna just sit here and write off the Patriots like the Bills can just easily um beat them twice but no shot I think if anything, I'll say it right now, I think the Patriots could win that division. I think they will win that division. I'll say it, I'll, I'll make that claim right now. I think the Patriots will take that division and shock everybody. Um, yeah, I'm not so high on them really to go as far in the playoffs, but we'll we'll see what happens when they get there. But right now, I'm think I'm gonna pick the Patriots to win that division. And going off of the you know your Eagles point as well, they currently have the third, the seventh. And the 14th pick, currently picked to Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame with the third pick. Derek Stenley Jr., the quarterback from LSU with the seventh. And Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State. That made me, that made my day a lot better. <laughs> I think if we're able to land all three of those players, oh my, I think I'd be over the moon. That would be, that'd be incredible. But, you know, we can move on to a team we just talked about or, Two, two teams that are in the same division as the NFC in the NFC West, the Cardinals and the 49ers. Manny, what did you take away from that game? Again, we talked about it. The Cardinals were without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins this week. 
And they trotted out Colt McCoy, who, I mean, who by all shots has just been, you know, a journeyman since his absolute dream of a college football career. What do you think, you know, how do the Cardinals still manage to win this game, even without arguably your two best players? And for the 49ers, you know, what do they have to do in order to just get this train back, this, you know, just get back on track at this point? Because right now they are, it just looks like, the team that was there two years ago for the Super Bowl or whatever looks completely different and just doesn't look, it just doesn't look the same anymore. They don't look as good. So what do you think, you know, the 49 or the Cardinals have to do enable in order to continue, you know, just being the dominant team that they are for the 49ers. What do you think they have to do in order to, you know, right the ship? Yeah. um, Well, first for the Cardinals side, I think, um, first, obviously, get healthy. Make sure your two best players are healthy. And I think before this week and now definitely after, um, we, they were kind of looking for that third star to really like kind of take the pressure off of DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray because we all know when when like the moment's big enough and the, the, there needs to be a throw made, it's going to DeAndre Hopkins. So you needed somebody other than that to, to kind of show up for that offense that already has been very well, uh, that has been playing very well. And I think that's James Conner. I'm very, very surprised and a little bit upset that James Conner played that game because he, he was our running back last year. And I know it wasn't all his fault. Our line was probably the worst in the league, but to see him drop uh, like three touchdowns and like I don't even know how many yards, it's just, I guess, good for him uh, that he got his uh, career kind of back on track with the Cardinals. And now that, that they, a good surprise for them, a pleasant surprise for them, they kind of found that third star on the offensive side of the ball. And going forward, especially next week against the Rams, who will definitely be looking to get their offense back on track. I think if they can get their defense to just be good enough to, to hold teams and just kind of depend on their offense to outscore um, the opposing team's offense, I think they'll, they'll, be very, they'll be very good and go very far and just stay on the track that they've been on, that dominant track, um, because that offense is very, very, I think, in my opinion, one of the most efficient ones and very well schemed. The play calling is very good by Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, a lot of credit goes for, to him for proving a lot of people wrong. So I think if their defense can just play solid, they don't have to be great. They're not, they're not going to win them the game. But if they can just be solid enough to make a couple stops, hold teams to field goals, um, I think they'll be very good going forward. And for the 49ers, quite the opposite. It's just what they're lacking is really, I think, defense altogether. They have a lot of, they have some good playmakers, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. Um, they're all playing great. They're all great players, um, players to have on the defensive side of the ball, but their secondary is, is very bad in my opinion. I, I know they have Josh Norman, but he hasn't been good since like, I don't even know, since he was with like the Redskins or with the, the Panthers. Um, ever since then, he has not been the same. And other outside of him, I can't name another defensive back um, that they have that's like considered very good or solid. So I think they got to fix that. At this point, they're sitting at three and five. Um, I don't think they're last in the division. It should be. I think it's still the Seahawks. No, it actually is them. Um, they're both three and five. But I think I don't think they could do much now. Really, this season, they haven't really shown me enough to like kind of have me sitting here thinking that they have hope to kind of turn it around. Um, but yeah, I think they just kind of have to just play it out this season and kind of plan for, for the future. Really. I know they've invested in that defense somewhat before I, they drafted Javon Kinlaw uh, a year ago or two years ago. But other than that, they haven't really done much to help it. They lost Richard Sherman. That secondary just got worse. So offensively I think they're very good, but at times like you just go up against defense that shuts out your offense. And if you have, if you can't have a defense to hold the opposing offense, it's just not going to go good for you. And I think that's why they have played so mediocre this season and not, it kind of let a lot of people down who had them as serious contenders in the NFC. I completely agree. I think right now for, you know, I'll start with the 49ers. I don't necessarily know, you know, what they can do. I don't know if they, like, you just can't, you know, turn it over two years after being in the Super Bowl and say, you know what, it's a rebuild. We're going to, you know, start our over. Because you can't. Like, you've invested so much already into this team. I mean, you still have George Kittle, who, you know, you can say is arguably a top five tight end. You can say John Javon Kinwell is one of the best young, you know, defensive 
linemen in the NFL. Brendan Ayuk still playing well from Arizona State. Got drafted a couple years ago. He's still playing well. But at the same time, there's so many just problems up and down this roster that I don't necessarily know if Kyle Shanahan is is the guy to fix that to fix those issues that they're having right now. I think when the team was two years ago, I think that was just the perfect team, perfectly assembled. I think that was just that's what they needed to get to the Super Bowl. Didn't end up winning it, but you still had arguably the best, you know, most assembled team that had the best chemistry. I wouldn't necessarily say the chemistry is bad with this team. I just say that they haven't been able to win games like they used to, even with a team that's, you know, majority the same that we saw, you know, less than two years ago. You just switch out Javon Kinlaw for DeForest Buckner, who's the Colts now, and that's pretty much your team. So I don't necessarily know if Kyle Shanahan is going to remain the head coach of the 49ers if the rest of the season goes like this. For the Cardinals, I mean, they just look like absolutely unstoppable at this point. I don't necessarily know if there's really, you know, any team that's going to be able to stop them maybe in the NFC. Again, it goes. it's going to be a huge one next week when the Cardinals uh, play the Rams at home, if I'm not mistaken. So that's going to be a huge game. If the Cardinals are able – to play well against the the Rams and have a great game, you know, with Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller. If they're able to do that, they're legitimate Super Bowl contenders. I think they are now. But if they win next week and play and have a good game, there's – I mean, I'd be shocked to not have them as my favorite to win the Super Bowl. I think even – the biggest thing is, even without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, who – I mean, Kyler Murray, we know how good he is. We know he's one of the, the arguably the best dual threat quarterback in the NFL right now. I mean, the man can throw 70 yards on the run and then can also run, you know, run and dance his way all over the field, you know, breaking defenders' ankles. And then you add in DeAndre Hopkins, who's probably one of the best possession wide receivers this league has ever seen. I mean, the man doesn't drop anything at all Mm -hmm. so I think even with those losses and you're still able to beat the 49ers by that much in such a dominant game I mean James Conner had a great game Christian Kirk had a great game Rondell Moore had a great game Colt McCoy Colt McCoy had a great game like how does that make any sense whatsoever I think that just speaks to you know the organization that you know Cliff Kingsbury is trying to build down there In Arizona, I think, you know, at this point, there's not many teams that can beat them. I really don't believe that there's a good chance they end up going this season, potentially, God, 15 and what is it, 15 and two, potentially 16 and one. I mean, it'd be, I'd be shocked if they go anything less than 14 and three. I think if they go anything lower than that, it's a disappointment. I think they go bigger than, I think, I think. Above 14 and three is where I'm expecting them to be, but we still have plenty of games less left in this season. So we'll have to see, you know, what, what ends up happening, but we can move on to our next game that we'll, you know, we'll talk about for a little bit. We can go to the Broncos Cowboys game, really interesting end ending result in that game. Broncos winning their game, winning against the Cowboys 30 to 16, Manny, what do you think the Cowboys just, you know, what happened to them? Because, you know, the Broncos just trade away the face of the franchise, a.k.a. Von Miller. Why, how, and what did the Broncos do right, you know, in that game to basically just completely smother that Cowboys offense that's arguably one of the best top to bottom from Dak Prescott to C.D. Lamb to Amara Cooper to, to Ezekiel Elliott to Tony Pollard. I mean, you can go on and on with the weapons that Dak Prescott has his, at, has at his you know, availability. What do you think the Broncos did in order to just shut down that Cowboys offense and arguably make it up and arguably pull up an upset? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing or one of the biggest things, in my opinion, that, that I saw from that game was that um, Dak Prescott just – he just didn't seem as comfortable as he had been in the last few few seasons. I mean, not few seasons, a few games, because 
Um, he held the ball way too long. I thought I saw it somewhere this morning. I don't know if it was on my phone or just watching TV. He held the ball for probably like like over, over close to three and a half or over three and a half seconds, which was the second longest or the longest he's had in his career. So that's one issue that they had. And just stemming from that, I think that just comes from, I think not being very sure, very confident in like the game plan. If you know like where your reads are, you know where your first, second, third options are, you know where you're going to go with the ball, you're going to hold on for that ball to like for like less than a second or second and a half at most. But again, he just held the ball for too long. He didn't really know where to go with it. I credit to the Broncos defense, big fans, you know, for, I guess, confusing him, um, not letting him see the clear picture and letting him really know where to go with the ball. But again, I think the way this Cowboys offense has been going, and had so many weapons, they had been so dominant before. It's just hard for me to believe that the Broncos did so much defensively to confuse Dak to kind of let him to have him be shut out for almost three for completely three quarters or something like that. So just a weird game by the Broncos offense. They also never really got the running game going. Zeke got like 10 rushes for 50 yards, but you you need more than that. And more from Tony Pollard too. He got four carries, which it's just not enough. They they and Dak was probably like their second leading rusher, um, other than Zeke. So they need that to go hand in hand with the passing. They can't just sit back there and have Dak throw it all over the field because the Broncos just got to expecting that and they play very well. They play very good coverage and offensively, that was probably their best game that I've seen Teddy Bridgewater play with his receivers. They got Jerry Judy back, which is a positive for them. And they, Teddy Bridgewater just made all the right reads. And Melvin Gordon as well, he played good. Uh, unlike the Cowboys, they actually had a good running attack. Um, both Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams had over 100 yards, if I'm not mistaken. So they just played the more balanced game and more dominant game. And that's where they were able to hold the ball for so long and just dominate and shut the Cowboys out for a good part of three quarters. So um, encouraging for the Broncos. They have the same record now as the Chiefs. Um, and they play the, the Chiefs play the Raiders next week, so it'll only help them if they win. But good positive signs going forward for the Broncos, who after a trade like that, like you mentioned, you kind of expect them to just kind of like hide back, sit back, and just expect and just look forward to the draft. But they came out and did the complete opposite. Um, it'll be interesting going forward to see how that division played out. I know we mentioned it before, but the Cowboys now, I think the they'll get better. This is just a fluke game for them but they'll definitely get better and they just have to look past it and just look forward to whoever um, else they, they play next. I, I couldn't like find it. So yeah, I think Dak will just get better. Uh, they're rushing attack. I expect to get better. So I think they're just recovering next week. This is just a fluke game, a weird game for them. I don't know if I would necessarily say it was a, a fluke game per se. I think we know what we, we know what to expect from this Cowboys offense and really just the Cowboys in general. But at the same time, we know that they can shut down and just, you know, fall apart pretty quickly. I mean, we saw that against the Bronx. We saw that yesterday. I mean, they just did not look like, you know, the team that we've seen them throughout this season. They kind of just disappeared. Dak Prescott was never never, never able to get settled in the pocket. Pocket, Jesus, that brought that Broncos defense was just able to keep him uncomfortable pretty much the whole game. The defensive line for the Broncos, especially Jonathan Cooper, uh, the replacement for Von Miller, fantastic game, was able to just attack that offensive line all game long. And again, the Broncos defense played well. And then you also have to think about Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he had a great game. I still think he's a very good quarterback. I mean, he's able to win you know, the, he's able to lead the Broncos to a win against the Cowboys, who by all accounts are a much better team, but the Broncos played better yesterday. I mean, they were able, I think they were able to rack up almost two, 200 yards rushing. And I think like another like 400 something yards passing, if I'm not mistaken, let me, let me read that over again. Let me just make sure that number sounds about right. Yes. Yeah, 190, 190 yards. 190 yards passing, about 210 passing. 190 rushing, 210 passing. That's pretty solid. That's basically as balanced as you can get, you know, for an offense. I think the, you know, the Broncos, again, that AFC West, wide open, absolutely wide open. I think they have a very good chance. If they played like they did against the Cowboys, they have a very solid chance of, you know, making it farther in this, maybe potentially winning the AFC West, which sounds shocking, 
but it's just so wide open at this point. We can count out the Raiders. I don't think they're going to compete. I think you have to count out the Chiefs at this point. I think you have to. I don't want to, but I think you have to at this point. So really it comes down to which team ends up winning the AFC West. Is it going to be the Broncos? Is it going to be the Chargers? I think that 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 division is going to end up coming to is end up is going to end up at the end of the season. We're going to know last game. We're going to know the last game who ends up winning that division. I don't know who potentially, honestly, I don't know who I'm going to say to win it just because it's so wide open and both teams could easily just fall apart down the stretch. I think Denver, you know, again, they had a great game, but at the same time, the Cowboys were expected to win this game. But something that we've seen become a trend over the season is, is that they've just, they just can't get out of their own way at sometimes. They have the talent. They have the coaching, you know, somewhat with Mike McCarthy. Let's just say that. Uh, but I just don't think that, you know, they just have to be able to get out of their own way. If they're able to do that, they're a great team, great team. Uh, but if they can't get out of their own way, they're not going to be able to do anything. They might not even, you know, the Eagles might win the, okay, no, never mind. Um, yeah, let's not go, let's not go that far. <laughs> let's not go too far. Yeah. You know, we're not, you know, it's not going to head over ourselves here, but at the same time, yeah, I just don't know what's going to happen for this Cowboys team. They have to be able to get out of their own way. And Trevon Diggs, honestly, as as many interceptions as he has, great, fantastic. He sucks. Absolutely <laughs> sucks. The dude can't cover anyone. Great, you get eight interceptions. That's fantastic, dude. You might break the NFL record. But if you're getting beat 99% of the time on routes that you're expected to win, dude, you're not going to make it far at all. I don't care what – no defense is going to be like, you know, oh, cool, you got eight interceptions, but 99% of the time you're getting burnt, absolutely killed on routes. You know, it's not going to – if he can't fix those issues soon, he's going to be out of the league, to be completely honest. I think he's massively overrated, super overrated just because of those eight interceptions. But beyond that, uh, we'll move on to our weekend woes. Manny, what was a team, in your opinion, that maybe you expected them to win or should have won, but, you know, just made too many mistakes and ended up losing? I think, again, I think uh, I probably talked about it maybe the most out of you or Connor and I. I It's just – the Panthers um just an awful game I you have the all the excitement with Christian McCaffrey back you finally think yeah our offense can finally get back on track Sam Darnold will finally have his reliable option to do something to, to only improve you can only improve the way he has been playing the last few weeks but it, it's just more of the same really I know Christian McCaffrey was probably on a snap count um he didn't play as much Trevor Hubbard played a lot of Still played a lot of snaps. He was still in there. He did pretty well. Uh, Christian McCaffrey also did pretty well. He had a, a, like over 100 yards from scrimmage, which is crazy. But again, they only scored like six points. And if you have your best players out there, if that offense is fire, has all its, its playmakers, and you still only score six points, I think you have to look at the quarterback. Um, Sam Darnold, like, do two picks, if I'm not mistaken, probably two picks to Jamie Collins and that pick six to JC Jackson. Um, yeah, just played rough. He just, it's either, I don't know if the Patriots are doing something to him, if they know what he's going to call, if he knows, the, if they know where he's going to go with the ball, but he just seems to struggle with the Patriots for some reason more than any other team. Um, but other than that, I don't think, like some people might think it's Matt Rule, but I think he's done very well um, to just fix up that defense. Again, their, their defense is playing very, very well, um, but it's just that offense is, I, as much as I hate to say, because I did, I was kind of rooting for Sam Darnold at the beginning of this season to finally get away from the awful team that the Jets are and finally get a new start and just have a new team. Um, he's still young, too, to finally get back on track. But it's, after those first three weeks, it's just been more the same that we saw with the Jets. And maybe maybe you could look back and think maybe the Jets weren't all the blame. Maybe they're not as bad as everybody thinks. It's just a place for quarterbacks to go and really just finish off their careers where they're no longer good. Um, but, yeah, again, Sam Darnold, I don't know what they're going to do going forward with that situation because Matt Rule just seems to be losing more and more confidence um, with Sam Darnold. They asked him a question about it, and he didn't even commit to him. Uh, he said that 
he, they just can't have their quarterbacks making those decisions. So I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised if he benches him next week because he hasn't given any indication that he will yet. But if they do, I think if they lose next week, I think this season's just a total disaster for them. Um, the Patriots aren't. I again, I picked the Patriots to win their division earlier earlier on, but they're not like the best teams. They're not among like the top five best teams to just go out and lose to them like that. I know they're playing solid. Bill Belichick is a mastermind. He knows how to take away your best options and make you struggle. But even still, you can't lose to the Patriots like that. Um, the Panthers, they were the Panthers were a contender um, for that NFC or NFC South title going into uh, the, after the first couple three weeks. Excuse me. But now I think they're they're probably the worst team in that division. The way the Falcons are playing, so. Um, bad spot for the Panthers to be in, and I don't see it really getting any better the way Sam Donald's playing. I completely agree. I think the Panthers just look like a shell of themselves, and that could be a team that easily competes out of the NFC. I mean, that defense is deadly. I mean, you add you already have Brian Burns, who's a great, great defensive lineman. We'll talk actually, you know what? No, we'll talk about this right now. Mac Jones is a dirty, dirty player. I don't know if you saw the video of him. Oh, yeah. oh my God, dirty. Absolutely awful, awful. I, I'm surprised they didn't call it an unnecessary roughness on him, but that's a clear, like, he was actively trying to injure Brian Burns in that play. For anyone that didn't, I guess anybody that didn't watch it, um, Mac Jones got sacked by Brian Burns. And I think Burns like picked it off or I forget how he got the ball, whatever. But Burns was trying to run, run away from him. And Mac Jones grabbed his ankle and basically just rolled with it, trying to get him to break it. Um, no call on the play whatsoever. But literally like Burns is writhing in pain on the ground. And Mac Jones just literally looks at him, turns away and just shakes his head. I saw that video this morning. I was livid. I was like, Bro, come on now. Like, it, it, like you can't do that. Like, no, I'm so, you, you don't get a rookie pass for that. Like, that's that's I mean, that's that could have been a, a season ender. That could have easily been an ankle injury that put him out for the rest of the season. So, on that point, Mac Jones, dirty player, don't like you anymore. Uh, but going back to my point, Panthers defense is great. I think they're great against the pass. They're one of the stingiest in the NFL. You add in Stefan Gilmore for a six-round pick against this former team, fantastic. Play great. But that again, at the same time, that Panthers offense, I mean, Sandarno looks like an absolute train wreck. I'm train wreck, excuse me. He just looks like a shell of himself from earlier in the season. He was playing fantastic. And now you just have to wonder where did that go? Like, you know, maybe you were able to stay coming out of the Jets. You know, he had this talent and it was just the coaching scheme he was in. And we thought that at the beginning of the season, he was playing great. So everyone was like, all right, great. He's going to be this great player. But now you have to question if maybe it wasn't the coaching completely. It's just that he's not that great of a quarterback. I think you have to seriously consider that. And if he continues playing like he is right now, he's not going to have a starting job for very much longer. He may end up being the starter for the rest of the season, but beyond that, I think you have to seriously take that into question. And, you know, the Panthers have to think, you know, do we, did we make a mistake in trading for Sam Darnold? And I think right now, I don't think you can make that decision or say, but at the same time, he's just been playing so awfully and games that they should have probably won, especially against the Patriots. So I think for right now, he just does not look like himself whatsoever or the Sam Darnold we saw at the beginning of the season. So I guess we'll say, but for the Patriots, I mean, you have to, you have to say they've been playing exceptionally well in their last couple of games. Didn't start out the greatest, but I think that team is starting to come alive. I think the lack of weapons, however, is going to kill them later on this in the season. But they're still a very good team. I mean, that defense is one of the best in the NFL, probably top 10 in my opinion. And I think, you know, Mac Jones, you know, as much as I don't like him now, I still think he's a decent quarterback. Well, we'll end up seeing what happens with him the rest of the season. 
But with the way they're playing right now, they might go on a hot streak and take over that the AFC West East, excuse me. But I think the Bills, they just had a fluke game against the Jaguars. I still think they're a great team. So that that division, man, end up going to the wire too. We'll have to see with that. But in my opinion, my weekend woe for this game for this week is the Packers. I think the Packers, obviously, if you are any fan at all of the NFL or just know anything about it, Aaron Rodgers, you know, we're not going to go, we're not going to go political. We're not going to go all that. That's not our place. But at the same time, he did say he was immunized in August. We all heard it. We saw the press conference. And then last week, the bombshell, Aaron Rodgers has COVID. Oh, by the way, I'm not vaccinated. Like, you know, obviously it's questionable. Like everyone has their own choice. Good, fine, perfect. That's fine with me. But at the same time, you can't lie about that, especially when you're the face of the franchise for the Packers. And arguably all season, he's been, you know, they said they knew about it. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's fine. You know what? That's be that's beyond it. But again, at the same time, mm-hmm. he allowed that team to lose. By him not playing, they should have won that game against the Chiefs, a team that has not played well at all this season. I think it's going to be – I mean, we know it's going to be the storyline for the rest of the season, what's happening with him. I mean, that's every day we hear something new about Aaron Rodgers, whether it's sponsors, you know, cutting ties or, you know, people speculating what he's going to do. Uh, it's – I mean, it's going to be an ongoing storyline for the rest of the season. I wouldn't necessarily say my weekend woe is the Packers, uh, and I know Connor's probably, I haven't talked to Connor since I haven't talked to Connor at all about it, but he's definitely having uh, a lot of fun dealing with his Packers fandom right <laughs> now. So, you know, I, I don't know who to really put the weekend well on because Jordan Love played great. I think he played, you know, in his limited, you know, first, first time starting uh big game against the chiefs. I think he played well but I wouldn't necessarily say he played fantastic. Uh, I really, you know, he, I don't know. I mean, again, he hasn't played at all. He's not played one minute. Aaron Rodgers has played everything. So he struggled. I mean, it was his first game starting, you know, you're coming off a rocky, a rocky, you know, start to that week with Rodgers, you know, getting on the COVID list and obviously all the, you know, storylines around him. So he struggled. But at the same time, it's his first game. You're not going to always be the greatest player in the world in your first game. So I think it's, you know, it's going to be an ongoing storyline because it depends if Rodgers, you know, if he's going to come back this week or, you know, he may be out for an extended time. So it might be the Jordan Love show, which, you know, Packers fans obviously don't want to see. But, you know, this is probably the reason why they drafted Jordan Love because they knew Aaron Rodgers, you know, as good of a quarterback as he is, He's had his moments, to say the least. Uh, and I think this is just the perfect time for Jordan Love to come in and prove himself, but he has to play well. He has to play well. He knows how to play. He knows how to run an NFL offense now, mainly. Uh, so I think this this week is going to be a big test of who Jordan Love is as a quarterback uh, and what happens. So I don't know if it's – I would say it's a weekend woe for both the Packers uh, and also for Aaron Rodgers just because he's brought – a lot of unnecessary, you know, unnecessary stuff to that Packers team that, you know, when healthy, they're a very good team. So I think my weekend, well, half and half probably on the Packers for not, you know, getting Jordan Love up to an NFL level, even without the limited playing, even with, you know, not giving him more playing time. Uh, And also for Aaron Rodgers, just bringing, you know, I guess all the unnecessary stuff that really didn't need to happen. But at the same time, he has his choice. You know, if he wants to be unvaccinated, fine. That's your choice. You just got to subject to the COVID protocols. If you don't, obviously there's issues, but he can have his choice. It's his belief that he doesn't think it's right. So it's his belief. But we'll go to our next segment talking about Super Bowl contenders. So, Manny, coming out of, I'll do the NFC, you do the AFC for your. In your opinion, coming out of that AFC, who do you potentially see coming out of winning each division 
and who might be your wild cards for well those three wild card spots yeah um okay well first i'll start with the divisions i already picked the patriots to surprise everybody so i'm going with the patriots to win the east i think they're just they're just getting hot at the right moment i think the bill is kind of a little bit shaky they're still good i'm not saying they're awful but the, i think the patriots are just uh, getting hot at the right moment and i still i think they still play the bills twice uh, the remainder of the season if not if they didn't play already i don't remember but the, they're still they have at least one matchup with them so i think they could make it a game and prepare, i have a good they have a good chance of beating them so that's the afc east um the afc west again um possibly the more most wide open at all of them um the chargers run now sit at five and three and i don't know yeah the raiders are kind of i'm, I'm with you with the raiders they're just kind of like the wheels are falling off of that train. They just lost to the Giants too. Um, a lot of stuff off the field. I think they're they're just not really focused. It's hard to focus on football when you have all that stuff going on. So again, the Broncos, I'm not really convinced that much by the Broncos. I think it's just the lack of real kind of talent all over. Um, the Chiefs, I don't know. I think I'll, I'll I think we're gonna stick with the Chargers in this one just because the the I think they're more balanced of all the teams in that division. The Chiefs just haven't convinced me yet. I'm not ruling them out completely just because they have that that uh, firepower, but um, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think that's a safe bet right now. Um, for the South, I think the Titans clearly have that. Um, they have big wins against the Bills, the Chiefs, and now the Rams. So, um, and with, that's without Derrick Henry. Um, my thought is they're playing well right now. They're seven and two, but I, I just don't think with, I think without Derrick Henry, I don't think they could, really make it to the Super Bowl just because he's so vital to that team. They'll they'll get to the playoffs and be a pretty decent seed, but I don't think they'll they'll really do enough in the playoffs to, to get where a lot of people may think they, they could go AFC AFC championship or the Super Bowl. I don't think they'll do that without Derrick Henry, but they'll they'll win that division. And now the AFC North, it's it's tough. Uh, it's hard not to be biased here because the Steelers right now sit second. And the Bengals, who were first like a week or two ago, are not last. And the Ravens, they're playing great. I get it that Lamar's playing very well. Props to him. I have been critical of him, and he's playing very well right now. Um, oh, this is so tough. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Steelers to win that division because, because I know, I know you're probably thinking I'm biased. When Connor sees this, he'll probably think I'm biased, but. I know we already lost to the Bengals. We beat the Browns and the Ravens. I know they're playing very well, but they just got the brakes beaten off of them by the Bengals, like 40 something to like 17 or something. So that division, I think anybody in that division can beat anybody. We lost to the Bengals, but we beat the Browns. The Browns just beat the Bengals and the Bengals destroyed the Ravens. So I think the biggest matchup is going to come towards the end of our season when we play the Ravens week 13. And then again, week 18 those two games will be huge and I'm not and I don't think we can't beat them I for sure think we can beat them at least once and who knows how the rest of the season will go so I'm going to pick the Steelers in that division and then the three wild card teams um it'll have to be the Bills because I didn't pick them the Ravens and I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Chiefs because I I can't get I can't give up on them yet I can't give up on them um, Pat Mahomes and just they have so much pride. They're playing better on defense. They're not as bad on defense. Like they got a little bit better. So those are my three wild card teams. Manny, I don't know how to. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that one. Uh, uh, man. I mean, you have your opinion. It's okay. <laughs> um, is it necessarily right? Well, no. we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll, see. We'll, see. we'll see. But for right now, I'm going to take the Chiefs out of that one. <laughs> I'm going to take the Steelers out of that one, too. That's just, I don't know. Steelers not even make the playoffs? The Steelers? Oh, no. I'm going to say they're a wild card. I would say okay. they're a wild. I take them as a wild card team, in my opinion. I can't put the Chiefs in there, though. I can't. I just can't. I can't do it. All right. We'll start with the NFC. All right. This is a – we'll start – okay, we'll start with NFC West. I think the Cardinals are going to win it. I think everybody knows that's going to happen at this point. That's a pretty, you know, pretty easy one at this point. 
I think for the, you know, we'll start there. So I think the Cardinals win it, win the division, but I'm going to take the Rams as one of the wild card seeds. For the NFC East, Cowboys, I think there's no other team in the East that's going to be able to win it. So I'll take the Cowboys winning it. Uh, for the NFC, NFC South, excuse me, uh, it's a tough one because you have the Bucks, you have the Saints. Um, who else am I missing? Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Falcons. Thank you. So, okay. Bucks, Falcons, uh, Saints, and Jesus Christ. Okay. You know, I'm just not having the greatest day with memory. But, okay. Regardless, I think the Bucks have a very good shot at winning that NFC South. You know, I think they have a very good shot at it. I definitely put them in the conversation to win the division. I think the Saints as well. It's just tough because you don't have Jameis Winston. You lose Jameis Winston for the season. I know you have Taylor Simeon. Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, Taylor Simeon coming in. He's from the Broncos. I don't think they – I think just because of that, I mean, the Michael Thomas situation is confusing. Uh, I don't really know when he's going to be able to come back. I don't think the Saints even know when he's going to come back. So I don't really know if you can put them necessarily – I think you have to only because they're just such a good team. Otherwise, I'm going to say the Bucks win the division – and this is a tough one. I have to say the Saints are probably going to be your second wild card. Um, for the North, that's another tough one. I think Packers, Bears, Lions, Vikings. Lions are out of it. I think it's Packers win the division. I think they're just the better team right now, even with the Rodgers situation. Um I think the Packers win the division. I'm going to take – I'm going to have to take the Vikings. I think the Vikings take that third wild card. Uh, yeah, I think that's my NFC in my opinion. So, for the East, it's the Cowboys. For the North, it's the Packers. For the West, it's the Cardinals. For the South, it's the Saints – or the Buccaneers, excuse me. And then your three wild cards would – for me – is it's going to be the Rams for the first wild card for that second wild card. I'm going to have to say the Saints in for that third and final wild card spot. It's going to be the Vikings. So those are our, our picks for, you know, the rest of, for the playoffs. And, you know, we'll get in the Super Bowl content. We'll get into the Super Bowl people later on this season, but this is going to wrap it up for first and moose on this Monday afternoon. I'm Patrick McCabe. Uh, thank you again, Manny, for coming on today. Uh, we'll have Connor Taylor back next week, hopefully. But thank you for listening and have a great day.